If I don't have sex, I'm gonna feel like disconnected. Every person should like really define what are the top five things you have to have in a relationship. And for a lot of people, sex doesn't hit that top five. And if it doesn't, that's okay. I've been with the same guy for six years and I've never felt like I needed to be with someone else. And if I did, I would have just left him, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. If people are willing to try and do the best that they can and try to be the best for this one person, it can definitely work. Yes, there's compartmentalized ways, and there are people who do have two equal partners. I think that's probably the minority versus okay. the majority. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Period Sis. I am your host, Mandy B. This show is brought to you by none other than the official box owner. I also want to thank all of the listeners who have went on over to officialboxowner.com and picked up some of our products. As you guys may or may not have known, we have apple cider vinegar gummies, pork acid suppositories. Um, we are also prepping for our fourth box launch coming up in July. So make sure if you haven't yet joined our mailing list this episode, I'm excited because we're not really talking about the health aspect of womanhood. We're talking about the psychological aspect of womanhood. How do we go about dating? How do we go about engaging, interacting physically, mentally, emotionally with our partners. So I'm super excited today to be joined by another fellow podcaster and new friend. We've had a lot of fun recently. It's another tale of womanhood for women by women. And hello, Shade. Yes. I feel like we've done an uber amount of recording recently. You have come on to the Horrible Decisions podcast, regular episode, and Patreon. Shade is one-third of the Black Girls Texting Podcast. This is some real-life conversation, some real-life tea, some real-life girl chat that we're going to have today on Period Sis. Shade, just give it to us. Share with us your age, what you do for a living, and a little bit of your backstory in terms of dating. Maybe like when you had your first boyfriend. Dating. What a shit show. So I'm 28. I'll be 29 soon. And in my mind, I'm already 30. I keep just rounding up. I work in corporate. So I work for Facebook, Instagram. I definitely want to like podcast full time, but it's nice having a little, a little extra money's coming on the side until we can really pop it off. I'd say like my first official, official boyfriend was probably not until college. Like I had dudes I was talking to in high school, but no one that it was like, I am your boyfriend and you are my girlfriend. Um, and that could be a big part of the trauma <laughs> that has ensued. Did you grow up in, in a household with both parents? Did your siblings not date? Do you have a reason as to why you never really had boyfriends in high school? I was doing a lot of things. I was trying to have a lot of experiences. And then I think with the guys that I would like fall for or like want to date, there was always these complications of like, they weren't ready. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was like blurred lines. I got into some mixed up love triangles it was just it was messy it was very messy well then let's let's go all the way back there would you be open in sharing when you lost your virginity and what that experience was like oh my god so I lost my virginity when I was 13 and I lost it to this guy who mind you now I think is fluid 
That's just a theory. Anywho, I just wanted to lose my virginity. Like, I literally just wanted to get it over with. I didn't, it wasn't like a romantic, like, oh, I really like this guy. I was just like, I want to know what this feels like. I want to get it done. Everyone says it hurts. I just want it to be in, out. Let's just see what it is and go from there. I was seeing this guy at the time. I went to his place on like the Upper West Side. He was like a little like rich boy and we did it. And I was like, "Mm, well, that was kind of uneventful. The first time always is, which is crazy. If anyone's listening and had a really good first time sexual experience, please let me know. Please let us know. I mean, I know who my first time was with. Girl, I was braiding his hair and I had a crush on him and my mom was at work. But when I tell you the whole act of it, completely not there for me. And it wasn't good for me either. So then was your second time better even? Okay, so that's a funny story. So then the second time I had sex, um, I used to work in these like schools in the summer, kind of like summer youth program thing. And there was, and I would have to go uptown. This is when I fell in love with Dominican men. Oh my God. So I'm like uptown. Anyone listening not from New York City, I'm talking about like Harlem, Washington Heights area where there are a lot of Dominican men. And we fucked in like a school stairwell or no, like in the, in the, in the, no, we were fooling around the school stairwell and then we fucked in like the principal's office, something ridiculous. Cause like the school, we were like working in the school, but there was no staff and that shit hurt so bad. His dick was huge. And then when I got home, I was like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. So the first dude didn't even pop my chair. <laughs> You're experimenting then at this time, but it hurts so bad. But did you, you, you clearly still wanted to keep going back and experimenting with different partners. Was this something that you shared with your friends, with your mom, with your family? With my friends, yeah. My friends knew. My mom, no, but my mom was always very open and talking about sex with me, like from jump, like from being really young. Like we didn't do like pet names for body parts. She was just like, these are your body parts. These are their names. I don't think I ever told my mom, but I do remember I got on birth control at like 14 or 15. It was kind of like an unspoken. I never was like, hey, mom. I lost my virginity, but it was like, yeah, I'm fucking. So let's just (laughs) make sure that I'm good. Okay, so you get to college then. Can you tell me how you went from just having multiple partners that really didn't mean anything to you, they didn't really want to commit, and then your first time committing being in college? Yeah, so I met my then boyfriend at a fraternity party, like in a sweaty basement, and we just had this like crazy sexual chemistry and would just like always find each other like after the night ended no matter what like I was always back with him and he was actually going abroad he went to fucking New Zealand for a semester he was older so it was like the end of the fall semester and then come spring he was leaving and I was like wow like this kind of hurts like I'm kind of sad and I felt like my emotions getting all into it and we just kind of like kept talking like even though he was away we kept talking and then this is so terrible I did terrible things while he was gone I was like hooking up with his fucking friends I was just like doing like I almost I think I was like rejecting it in a way and like maybe I should talk to my therapist about this (laughs) but we still had this connection and then when he came back from being abroad we like started the the next semester and we just were together like that was just it it was never like a I I don't even know if he asked me to be his girlfriend. 
So wait, was he ever really your boyfriend? Like we were together for three years. I remember this. We made 420 our anniversary because we didn't have an official anniversary date, but we both love to smoke. So we were like, let's just make it 420. Even though I'm like, you never really asked me. (laughs) Did you find your connection with him different than the other men that you engaged just frivolous sex with? There was definitely like an additional layer of trust, like an additional layer of this is my person. Like we connected really well. Like we would just laugh and have a great time together. And I think with those other men, I think I always felt this like nervousness, expectation to be this like fun girl. And I wasn't fully my raw self. Mm. Whereas like with this guy, it was like, He saw it all. He was like ready to go down marriage route and like wanted to really be with me. And it was my senior year of college. He was two years older. So he was kind of like trying to figure things out. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want my senior year to be me like locked in this relationship. Like I want to kind of live my life. We went on a break. And then the whole year we were like off and on. And then I finally was just like, I'm going to go live in New York. Like you live in Boston. Like this just doesn't make sense. So I ended things. Okay. So you guys break up and you have been single now for how long? So I ended things. I think I thought and bopped, was single for like two years, then met my, again, newest ex. Uh, I did that for another three years and we just broke up in October. So I've been single for a couple, what is this? However many months it's been since October, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start, of course, with the backstory. We recently had a conversation and I feel like for where we are now in society, a lot of women are sexually liberated. We're free. Um, we can have sex without the emotions being involved. We can enjoy partners without wanting to go the next step with them. And so... We sat at the Dumbo house uh, last week. And can you tell me where you're at now in your mind as far as what you want out of a relationship and what you're willing to give? So I told the ladies this crazy theory where I was just like, I want sex with intimacy, casual dating, but not a fully committed boyfriend. So you want to casually date this one person? Multiple people. All of these people you want these things with? More or less. I mean, I'll rank them, you know? So, like, you have your bottom bitch who's, like, really going to be there for you. And then maybe, like, two to four, I don't want to be greedy, two to three others that it's, like, a similar vibe, but maybe, you know, I'm not as attached to them. But still, I want that kind of, like, dating aspect. Like, I don't just want to see you in bed at night. I think a lot of women would want this. I do want to know, what is your definition of intimacy? This is new. I'm I'm literally, like, navigating this right now. I find that, yes, I love having sex. Like, I, I love the act of sex. It feels amazing. It's all good. But I love those intimate moments of, like... The person kind of knows what you like. You have those like little cuddly moments. You have that 
time that maybe you're not fucking, but you're being intimate where you're just like making out, holding each other, like looking into each other's eyes. And I know this sounds intense, but I think that it's possible to have these things without it necessarily being like, oh, that is my man. That is someone that I'm intimate with. So outside of those intimate moments, you also want to go on dates and you pretty much want the boyfriend experience with multiple men without committing. Do you fully feel as though you're capable of having that control then over your emotions? No, no, not at all. And and that's what we were saying at the dinner. But I'm ready for the roller coaster. Oh, because here's the thing. I know... I know I'm not ready. People are going to be like, this girl's fucking crazy. I know I'm not ready to fully commit to one person. Like, and I think I'm a little scarred from my previous relationship being just like a lot of emotional turmoil and drama. And like, I just mentally don't, I, I don't have time. I literally don't have time. So a lot of women, I think, think like you. So then I want to ask you, have you considered a non-monogamous relationship because what you just said is you have this fear of just attaching yourself to one person. You want multiple partners. Are you not someone who can go into possibly being honest with the fact that this is what you want? And when talking to your partners, letting them know you would love to maybe seek a relationship with them that would not be monogamous then? I have no problems with non-monogamous relationships. I even feel like I was very clear with my ex about that being something I wanted. He was not quite on the same page, but like, it's not even that. It's just like, I work California hours, which is kind of nice. So I'm able to work from like 12 to six or seven. After work, I'm probably recording from like, 7.30 to 10 p.m. Then somehow I'm fucking feeding myself and waking up and doing it all over again. So like where a man is fitting in there, like I don't know. Like I literally don't know. So my theory is that like these three, four fairy god men, because like that's literally what they're going to have to be to put out with my shit. It's going to be like, okay, Tuesday, I have an opening (laughs) from 7.45 to 10.45. Like, you want to go grab a drink and then come over? Like, Not fairy godmen. That's what I'm talking about. I don't need to go to the fucking park and have a picnic. You don't need to take me out for ice cream. But I do want to be able to, like, chill, vibe with you, grab a drink, grab food, whatever, go on a walk, and then come home run my back out and go about your day. I compartmentalize so much. Um, the, the relationships that I have held with men, it seems as though you want each person to fulfill all the things in which you need at once without compartmentalizing. So you can still get your back blown out without this person essentially also dating you and laying up with you and cuddling. Like, I just feel like you want so much from someone to where emotionally, and and this isn't even just on you as a woman, but men become emotionally tied too. I don't know if that sounds healthy. Has it, has it been successful? So 
I don't know if it sounds healthy either. It's just something I'm running with and I'm seeing how it goes. Like this hasn't even been, this hasn't even been put into practice yet. Like I found, I'm, I'm talking to this one guy. He definitely seems like a kind of like hookup datey guy. I'm not that into him. Like I'm not fully committed. I don't think he would be a guy that I would like date date, like seriously, but he's a guy that I'll like kick it with. We haven't had sex yet. We've made out heavy petting. It seems nice. So now I'm going to ask you, you're 28. Um, I think a lot of women around this time, and this is, I'm going as well into my own experience, get to where it's like, all right, I may need to start walking, tiptoeing out this whole phase and start to to settle. Or what do I really want? Do I want kids? Am I, am I shooting myself in the foot by wasting time with all these men that I don't see potential in long term? What is going through your mind as far as do you feel like you're still in a space where this fun makes sense? Or do you feel like you're just essentially going to look back and be like, oh, my God, I wasted time with all those men that meant nothing. And I only say that because I'm I'm 30 now. I'm only 30. And I've been in my relationship for like the last year and change. And when I look back at my entire 20s, eh, I really say 16 to 20. <laughs> I mean, 16 to 16 to 28, because that's when I was having the multiple partners and just fluidly dating. I look back and I'm like, there's not one person that I felt was truly deserving of my time back then. And I look back and I would never double back to any of those people. And I'm just like, damn, I really played myself in the arrangements and the disrespect that I allowed in the lack of communication and, and, and just the lack of intimacy, all of the things that truly would have been fulfilling. I realized how unfulfilled I was over the last decade. I gave myself like these two years as like my grace period. And I'm telling myself, all right, like on your thirties, 30 year or like a my birthday's in August. So I'm like, maybe July before I turn 30, I'm going to like try to be more intentional with my dating. But I think because I was with this guy for the past three years off and on, and it was so fucking crazy. Like, I just need a break. <laughs> like, I just need some time to like do me, have fun, be casual. And I think like, yes, to your point, like I can totally go back to guys who like were not worth my time unfulfilling like it was just bullshit but I also think that teaches you a lot because if you don't like go through that shit then you you'll never know like it's almost like now when someone starts pulling old game I'm like no no no, no, no. I peep that I already know <laughs> I already know I already know the fucking vibes and when I see myself going down the rabbit hole I'm like bitch you no 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 this is Deja vu, this is a twilight zone. Like, get out, get out. And I think without doing that bullshit in my 20s, I might have never known. And I love, I love to do it for the story. I love to have an experience. It's like, should I, for research purposes, should I have gone in the white van? You know, like, no. For research purposes, <laughs> no. You shouldn't have gone in the white van in a country that is not the US or any white van, period. <laughs> You know what I mean? But now I like, I'm like, I'd love to live to see the tale, but I do, I literally just talked to my therapist about this. I was like, sis, all right, I'm, I'm, 
I'm having fun, but I know eventually I have to get serious and be more intentional. And I think like when you're in the mindset as well, like things fall in place better than when you try to force it. And I just am just like at this point, like, okay, I don't just want like the hit it and quit it situations because like if you have good dick, I'm going to want it again. I don't have time for these games of like you and I fucking and then you disappear because then I'm like, well. Well, wait a see, minute. see, so this is where I also wanted to get into because as women, we do overthink a lot. And when you're a sexually liberated woman, despite you not really asking for much from a man, you still don't want to feel used. You still don't want to feel like he disrespected you. You still want to feel like, no, you have the one up because you're doing exactly what you want to do. And it's crazy because I was talking to my homegirl the other day. I'm I'm semi kind of on a break um, just to see, uh, of course, over the last year, I've been completely in bliss with my partner, um, but the world is opening back up. So there's a way in which I'm moving and my life is coming back to normal and it's me sitting back like, does a does a full relationship fit into the real world? <laughs> we just we were we were just on lockdown and quarantine. I mean, for those of you who lived in New York, it was different. Girl, we were going hiking into the park. I loved it. Bitch, that's not really what I do on the regular. That's and so cute though. Yeah, I mean, you know, super cute. Yeah, but now I'm three times as busy than I was prior to the, the the pandemic as well. So anyway, so he's open to where I have hall passes. And we recently had this argument because now that I've been treated with such respect and received intimacy and know how I like to feel, mm-hmm. this guy was hitting me up to link. And he was just pretty much inviting me to pull up to his hotel room. I was like, excuse me? No, like at least take me to dinner first. Right. At least feed me. And look, you're saying right. And when I told him this, we he was like, you still don't understand. He was like, you're upset that he just wanted you to pull up and y'all have sex. Mm-hmm. I'm upset that you expected the intimacy of him whining and dining you. Because now, so then me and my homegirl talked about it and it's like, and I started this with like, oh, nah, he going to respect me. I'm not just going to pull up. And then I had to take a step back and be like, does a man really respect you if he feeds you before he fucks you? Absolutely not. No. Dinner and dating does not mean he respects you anymore. It's just a little added uh, razzle-dazzle. It's it's an added what, though? It's something to make us feel like Mm. he really cares more than he really does. Mm -hmm. Because really, how much is a goddamn $30 plate or some drinks or... Like, it's the it's the additional effort for me. It's additional. Now, here's the thing. If the dick is bomb, like it's so good, and I know I'm about to go and just get it and move forward, and like that's it, maybe. Nope. But if it's, I feel like it's all a part of like the process, like the dinner, the drinks, the dick, the cuddle. It's, it's a part of you wanting to feel something with someone for the moment. But like I said, it'll be something to where you feel the entire relationship or interaction could truly be unfulfilling. Because what you're doing is you're playing. 
you want these things to make you feel like you're getting exactly what you want when I don't know if that's really what you want. You're you're playing the mind games to make it feel like, oh, well, this is intimate because we went out. This is intimate because we cuddled. This is when really that's not really there. But then here's my question. It's like I either do that or I do nothing because I am in no way, unless you knock me off my fucking feet and you're just going to fit into my life the way I need you to, I'm not going to date. Like, I'm not compromising. I'm not changing my lifestyle for you. I'm not making adjustments for you. Like, you either need to, like, fit in a slot or keep it moving because I'm not budging right now. There's no budge. I budged enough previously. I'm living for myself right now. Later, I will be willing to budge. But not right now? Like you just said, the streets are open. I'm not trying to budge. Like the, stre- the streets are trash. The streets I I am fearing <laughs> dating again. If 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 this relationship, the the break sees fit that maybe we met each other a lifetime too late. Mm. It's I'm in fear to go back and date and 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 learn someone again and and feel as though I have to put my foot down to be treated a certain way because. Niggas gonna nig and niggas are always gonna nig. And it's it's really the ghetto out here. Um here's the thing, it's the ghetto, but you can find I think there's some gems. I think there's some gems. And I think it's also like being transparent. Like I went into some previous situations being a lot more transparent than I have been recently. So when my ex and I first broke up, I was like out here and I would meet guys. A lot of guys like on apps are out and they'd be like, what are you looking for? And I'd be like, I just broke up with my ex. I'm a fucking mess. I, I need, I need, I want sex and company and to chill. And they were like, cool, got you. I met someone who also just got out of a relationship. So we were on the same page. I think I started getting lines crossed and started trying to turn some like hoes into housewives. <laughs> and that just didn't exactly what but that's so that's this is the blurred lines of dating and our minds as women i mean we have we have the the ideology of patriarchy the ideology of um a woman's role in the society how we're supposed to move how we're supposed to act and it's very conflicting as a sexually liberated woman that isn't seeking Fuck those, rules. those rules. And you say that, but here you go wanting to turn turn hoes into housewives because a part of you still wanted to engage within those diasporas. Not Mandy giving me the fucking sermon early no, in the morning. In the morning. No, I mean, you're speaking facts. You're speaking and, and, facts. And that's where I feel like as women sometimes, even even I think those blurred lines come from us dating and give and and having those energy exchanges with men to where then I think it it'll it just confuses us even further as to what we really want. You're not lying. I mean, as I'm kind of tiptoeing into like hot girl summer, whatever you want to call it, like what I'm gonna be doing, I'm like, things could get complicated. I think I always have to come back to my core value of like bitch, you know, you don't want a relationship right now. Like, you know, you're not ready to fully give yourself to someone. So 
don't expect them to fully give themselves to you. And sometimes you just have to check yourself. And like, I'm constantly checking myself. Sometimes I like, I, I'm a journaling ass bitch. Sometimes I just go in my journal and I'd be like, you're tripping. Calm the fuck down. And I really just have to like talk myself off the ledge when I get, when I get a little wild. But for me, like I rather just have a little fun and have some flings. And yeah, like it might be some moments where like your heart feels a little hurt, but you had a good time opposed to like just dry cobweb season. I can't do that. It's crazy. Cause normally I, I, I ask my guests to leave off with some advice, but you don't seem like you even know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> you to give advice i'm just trying to think what you can give advice on I'm dead. no i don't know what i'm Shut doing it. i don't know what i'm doing i think a lot of us don't know what we're doing in this world of dating and men and sex and all of these things so you know what can you give some advice maybe something that your therapist has told you in your search mm. for what it is you feel like you're battling. What What are some things that your therapist has given you as some gems in this search to what it looks like to have another person yeah. or another person's um, in fitting into your, your slots or your schedules? Is that healthy? Yeah. So something that she and I talk about a lot is mindfulness because I have a habit of like creating fantasies around people. So I will be like, oh, this guy is cute. Next thing I know, it's like, oh, he's a photographer. We're going to go to Spain and he's going to take <laughs> pictures of like fucking crazy, like crazy shit where it's like, why are you making up these theories about this man? He just told you he's a photographer. You don't even seen a photo yet. You don't know what the fuck is about to go on. Now you're going to Spain doing a photo shoot. Calm down. <laughs> so we've done these exercises, mindfulness exercises where she's like, you just need to live in the moment. So she's mm. like, when you find yourself kind of like drifting off, creating fantasies, like going above and beyond because you want to you know, have this ideal situation in your mind. She's like, just sit in the moment and you do five things. So you identify like what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you smell. And it's just a moment to like bring you back. So like if you're on a date and you're like, oh my God, like he's about to be my baby daddy. No, oh my God. no, don't do that. Just sit down, look at his face, maybe like take another sip of your drink, listen to the music and just like be in the moment and enjoy mm. the moment and just leave it at that. Sounds like you're an overthinker like I am. <laughs> I'm already I I already look to five years from now every time I'm it's sitting with someone. So bad. It's that's very unhealthy. I shut it. Thank you for joining me on period sis. I know that we talk a lot about uh health here on the show, but there's a, a huge aspect of how we move in this world in terms of the mental and emotional capacity and how we exist with other people. And so I love that we're able to just have that conversation here today. And you know what? I want to know in about a year and a half, where are you at with this? And if anything really happened yeah. as far as these, these relationships. I will keep you posted. Maybe I'll do a little... Please little diary little secret something on the side and then I could come back to it and we can see where we're at period sis 
2022. <laughs> I, I am so with that. Guys, uh, if you haven't yet, check out Black Girls Texting wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Um, a lot of you also heard one of her co-hosts here on Period Sis before. She, uh, she did the yeast infection episode, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was Chelsea. And so go and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Yes. And stay tuned for some stats and facts. I'm going to drop some of the mental and emotional pressures of dating um, for us women now. So thank you again so much for joining me, Shade, And y'all stay tuned for more. Bye, boo. Bye. You got a whole different way of dating now. I mean, you got online competition. You got the instant competition. You got all kind of competition. And you have to protect your heart. And a lot of people, you know, people say, tell stories. So I say if you multi-date, if something happens, then at least you got somebody to kind of take your attention away for a minute. Even if he's not the one. You date that one till you get over the one you really like. You see what I'm saying? I like to call that monkey syndrome. I'm not going to lie. I do believe in this. What's monkey? What's, What's the monkey? monkey syndrome is, it's like the branches of a tree. Before I oh. let go of this one, I got to get a good hold of the next one, like <laughs> the monkey bar. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that conversation with Sade. And make sure that you guys check out Black Girls Texting Podcast. It is, it's crazy because as we age, we think that, We've learned so many things from our previous experiences when, in fact, dating and partnerships and relationships and things seem to literally just get more tedious and tricky and hard. And a lot of us overthink things so much as it pertains to what we want, what we think we want, what we may think we know we want. And what it is that really makes sense for us. And again, unfortunately, a lot of us do seek some sort of intimacy, some sort of reassurance and and care and respect from another human being. And that's the bare minimum. But then we add in sex and now everything is fucking complicated. Um, I, I ended up just researching and there are, there's a ton of unconventional dating apps that you guys can look into if you're also maybe not looking to fully lock into a quote unquote relationship. Um, so there's an app like Bumble, uh, Thrinder is one. Thrinder is for, if you're looking for maybe to become a third in a relationship, um, Tinder, of course, is the main one, but there's Hinge, there's Her. That is uh, the world's largest dating app for lesbian, bisexual, and queer women. Newit um, is also something for avid astrology uh, individuals. Again, maybe if you're not looking to be with a particular person, find someone, yeah, that may just bring some happiness to you. Again, the world is opening back up. We all are in a clusterfuck of emotions with what we want, what we need, and what really makes sense in our lives as we go back to normalcy. So, again, I do. I hope you just 
listen to me and Shade try to figure out what it is we want from a partner and if it makes sense and if what we want is truly obtainable. Um, again, make sure you guys follow us and join us in the conversation on Twitter uh, by following us at O box owner. Also make sure you follow us on Instagram at official box owner and make sure you check out our website, officialboxowner.com. Go on over there, support us, get your Bork asset suppositories, keep that pH balance balanced with our balanced box Bork acids. And then also make sure you get your yummy box apple cider vinegar gummies. We also have the OBO pouches over there. And if you're looking to have a hot girl summer, we now have she orgasms. So those are the sexual enhancement supplements that are sure to make that pussy gushy baby. So go on over to officialboxowner.com. Use promo code BOXCARE and save 15% off of your order. Or if you bundle everything, you save also doing it that way as well. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Period Sis. Till next time. Bye.